0: today is february 13th pitchers and catchers report to florida this week let's talk some spring training some g-man Choi news and we're drafting infielders this week you're listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast guys thank you for listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast where we talk all about them pittsburgh pirates and that my name is josh and i am joined as always by my brother jake
1: in light of
0: today being super bowl sunday i thought i'd bring out one of those big game ads
1: you know? Bro, they don't make the commercials like they used to. No. i tell you what, some things the 90s did right. Commercials was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s commercials were fantastic.
0: Either way, the you know, we had some conversations on Twitter this week about uh, about the the advertisements and how they're not allowed to say Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't know that. And there are people tweeting at me like, dude, it's been like that for like 10 years. Which I don't think is right, by the way, because like not very many people said ten years. They said like, oh, it's been a few years, but like it has not been as intentional as it's been this year. I don't watch TV, and I'm still picking up on it. I think I'm seeing them on Twitter or something like that, like the commercials yeah. coming through. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not going to get into it. But hey, we both have a little bit of an interesting uh, beverage here today. Yeah. I'll let you go first because you made yeah. a comment on it before we hit record.
1: I did. I went out and got my my sprite, <laughs> <And> <laughs> I,
0: I love these miniature cans because it makes me feel like I'm Andre the Giant. So myself, I am going to be enjoying a Boylan's vanilla cream. Ooh, a little cream soda, little Boylan's. Uh, but the only reason I decided to crack this open is because I have a story. We uh, we stopped at Kroger after. Uh, after church this morning and we were like, okay, we got to pick up a couple things. I said, I'll go in, I'll, I'll go get whatever you need. I'll just run in, come back out. So Keely went with me. We jumped in. We were like, we got five things to get. And so we went and we got, you know, the four things. Then we got all this cream soda. Cause I didn't have any And was like, I would like to have a cream soda with the, with you know, the big game tonight. So we get all of it. Right. We see a few people, we, we chat, whatever. And then we get up to the front and I'm like, all right, let's pay. And this is where it all starts. I, set the, the, I had the basket. I set the basket up on the deal, and I start scanning. And I'm scanning through, scanning through. I get to the cream soda. I grab the first one out, scan it, put it in the thing, grab the second. I think I had the third one. I think the third one is when, maybe it was the fourth one, because I had eight of them in there. So maybe it was the fourth one that I pulled out. I must have been pulling from the back. And the front was not all the way on the counter. I pulled, and the thing tipped and landed right at Keeley's feet. Boom! Busted in no. blue cream soda all over the place. And I'm like, no. oh, boy. So, that like, it doesn't stop there. you think it'd be like, oh, that's embarrassing enough. So, I pick up. There was only two of them that busted. One of them, like, the top with the cap and everything, blew clear over to the other side of <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> the deal. And uh, <laughs> so... So I give Keely a couple of paper towels because they were just sitting there and I was like, here, wipe yourself up. She starts cleaning the floor. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, they're going to do that. <laughs> like they, they were super helpful. They were like, it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll clean it up. Don't worry about it. So I told her just like, wipe your pants off, wipe your shoes off. <laughs> to which later she was like, well, at least my shoes smell good now. I was like, yeah. okay." <laughs> but anyway, I get to the whole thing and he was like, do you, do you want us to go get you more? And I'm thinking like, No. Like, this is embarrassing <laughs> enough. I'll take the six. Yeah. I'll take yeah. the six. So I wiped them off and I'm just, and then I get to the end and they're scrounging to clean this up. And I'm like, oh gosh. And then I'm like, all right, I'll pay. And then I I pull my phone out and I look at the, I look at the the deal where you pay. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to pay with my phone, am I? and you never carry your wallet never carry it i can pay almost everywhere (laughs) with my phone now so i'm trying to scan my phone and i'm like i know i look dumb because i don't see the logo so i looked at the guy i was like can i pay with my phone he's like no he goes you can use kroger pay and i'm like why did you go the walmart route here i used to be able to pay with my phone here and they went the walmart route where you have to have their app and scan a code and i was like oh okay um I know you're here cleaning up this mess, but can I go out to my car and get a card and come back in and just leave all this right here? (laughs) And just like, they're super cool about everything, but it was incredibly embarrassing. (laughs) And it was like, what a, like a whole ordeal this was, (laughs) you know, it's bad enough. Katie's going next time. (laughs) She's like, she's like, uh, we had some, our neighbor of ours actually was right there. Like they were in there. So we talked to him or talked to them. And then when we came out, I was telling them what just happened and Katie pulls up and she's like, here's the card. And then she looked at our neighbors. She's like, can you just take him home? I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny, but yeah, kind of an, uh, eventful afternoon here. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so that's I wanted to save stuff. that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got some stuff to get into pirates made a couple more non-roster, uh, some minor league signings and some, uh, non-roster invites. Uh, G man Choi disappointed that the pirates uh, requested that he not play in the world baseball classic. Uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe get into a couple world baseball classic things. Um, and then obvious thing is pitchers and catchers report to spring training this week. Um, and so we'll get into that everybody by the time our next episode comes out, everybody will be there. So next week it's like everyone's there. So we'll talk about that more next week, but this week you know, just kind of like a little spring training prep. I'm starting to feel warm for whatever reason. Just because I know they're going to show up in Florida, so we'll talk a little bit about that. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we're drafting infielders this week, and we've got some uh, we got some good responses from last week. Um, so I'm assuming we're going to get even more because I'm much less prepared for this one. <laughs> but we'll go over that stuff. Um, but yeah, before we get in, guys, if you are uh, if you're watching on YouTube subscribe to the channel so you know things are coming out. Click like, helps out with all those sort of things. If you're listening to the audio um, and you're not uh, subscribed or followed, depending on what podcast thing you have, do that too um, so that you know. I mean, it's every week, but you never know. Let's go ahead and, and do those things so that you know we're coming out. Give us a follow on Twitter, all those things. Um, just wanted to say that out of the gate. So let's yeah. get into this. G-Man Choi, let's start with that. Uh, G-Man Choi disappointed the Pirates requested he not play in the WBC. I don't know how much you want to like, do we want to go over the scenario first? Do you want to just go right into your thoughts? How do you want to handle this? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, going to the scenario a little bit will help first. So basically he wants to play in the WBC. Pirates said no. He just had surgery in November on his elbow to remove loose bodies from his elbow, which is, you know, the reason. Yeah. Um, And then basically he came out and said he was disappointed and deeply hurt because I was building up nicely for the national team training camp in the middle of this month and the first round of the WBC. Is there a right and a wrong in this? Is there a super, I mean, I don't know. Take this. Where, where are you at? So first and foremost, I mean, we're the ones
1: signing his paycheck. so i i I get where the pirates are coming from you know dude you just had surgery and you're just what he's just now healthy enough to take live batting practice that's a great
0: point right there that will that i'll get into as well but so what what makes me as a franchise
1: feel comfortable with him going and competing right away when if he just reports the spring training as normal it's just a you know we like to see you we like to kind of get you going you know uh, uh, probably is tom's still the uh tra- head trainer or whatever you know have him him there see how your how your progress is going before we just say hey go go play in the tournament and i don't want to downgrade the tournament i'll get into my thoughts on that later but
0: mm. okay <clears throat> do they list that i don't list see that what? i don't see that listed as a uh... Head trainer. I don't see that listed as oh. like a coach on their site, so I can't answer that no. question. Anyway, I just took the dumbest thing I could take and ran with it. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to go back to I was healthy enough to take live batting practice recently. Sure, Like you said, you said, literally, that was his quote. I was healthy <laughs> enough to take live batting practice recently. I don't know like how much playing time he was going to get for the the Korean team, probably all of it. I don't know. I don't know who's yeah, I didn't. You, I, don't, I didn't look at it, right? I didn't look that close into it, um right. which we'll inevitably get into. Um but like if you're just now healthy for that, the last thing I want you doing is going and playing in like a tournament that is a if it's that important to you then it's high leverage. Yeah. You're going to be playing 100% if it's that important to you. Instead of showing up at spring training and taking a couple innings and taking, you know, three innings and taking your two at bats and take and and working your way back yeah I mean you're you have an arbitration case open right now <laughs> that might play into the two it is a little bit as as well to the decision or to him being upset to the Pirates saying no yeah it's not playing into him being upset let's go ahead and go down that path for a second because the narrative that seemed to be out there for a minute was, Oh, first you go to arbitration with him and now this. It's first off, let's just clear one thing up. Like going to arbitration with a player is not a problem. That's right. not like a crappy thing to do. Like that is just what happens right here. You would like to avoid arbitration. That would be ideal. And as far as I'm concerned and we talked about this on the show already, the Pirates did their part. He was projected to get 4.5 million, they offered him 4.65 or mm-hmm. 4.625 and, or whatever also, it is.
1: This ain't his first rodeo with this either. The The race took him to arbitration last year. Now, the, the, the panel sided with him last year.
0: They did. But, but
1: still. But still.
0: Like the, it, it's happened and, to him before. So, it's if not, I'm the Pirates and he asked for like 5.4, almost a million more than his projection. And so, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to pay you an extra million. Not really. It's like an extra player is there a part by like league minimum, right? Like I think it's like mm-hmm. 4.6 to 5.4. So that's, you know what I mean? You're around an, another player. 000. Yeah, you're around another player. Mm-hmm. So it's still not a lot, but it's just the principle of the matter that he took them there instead of just like working it out. It's just not a big yeah, deal. It's, it's not like, oh, now we're mad at him because he did that. He's allowed to do know. that. And I don't even know if it's the Pirates taking him to arbitration as much as it's him
1: taking the Pirates to arbitration.
0: That That's that's true, too. Because they, they
1: offered him a contract, and they
0: offered him fair value. But even if, even if, it doesn't matter. He has the right to do that. Yeah. And I don't think that he's like, I don't think the Pirates really necessarily even have to be mad at him for doing that. It's no, like, no. oh, it's his right. Okay, so we'll just see. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it lands. It's just not like, yes, can arbitration get ugly? It can. I don't I don't know that you're worried about arbitration getting ugly for a guy who just showed up.
1: Right. You know
0: what I mean? Like it's just different. And maybe, maybe that is when it gets ugly. I I just don't see that as a thing. And I think if 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 the pirates or if G Man Choi are really mad and they're taken, like let's say Choi's only mad about this because he's going to arbitration, or the pirates only blocked him because they're going to arbitration, then sorry, you guys are soft. Yeah. Like this is just part of the business. You go to arbitration sometimes. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's not a a bad uh, relationship type thing. So, and like I said, if it is, that's on them. That's not how this is supposed to work. Right. I just think that that's a lousy, that's a lousy thing to say is like first arbitration and now this. No, this is the first thing. (laughs) This is the first thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, or you could say first you signed Santana and now (laughs) this. (laughs) Because <laughs> signing Santana might have been the biggest impact on his playing time. Oh, absolutely. But either way, um, it is not a a Pirates thing either. Uh the Pirates have what did we say? Did I I I thought 13. I had 13, 13 players playing in the WBC, uh, including Rowanzi Contreras, David Bednar, Dwayne Underwood, Harleen Garcia, Tanaj Thomas, some and then a bunch of minor leaguers. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. It's not a it's not a pirates thing and I'm I got to tell you all four of those five all four of those players on the 40-man roster who are the, who are going are pitchers. And if this was my decision, they'd all be blocked. Every one of them would be blocked.
1: So, did, have you ever did you look up the World Baseball Classic like pitch limits and stuff?
0: No, but I know that you have. And I'll tell you, and this is what we're going to get into right here, because I know we're going to talk about this a little bit, because you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum of this. Uh, To me, the WBC is exhibition games, and I just don't want my guys going out there, especially young pitchers like Ronzi Contreras uh, and uh, guys who spent time hurt last year like David Bednar and who are very important to this team. Those two guys alone, like, I don't want you going out there. If you're playing in the WBC, first off, you probably think that it's important.
1: Yeah. That's fair. Most of the players do.
0: Most of the players do. Whether
1: they're playing in it or not.
0: Right. Well, yeah, okay. Um, The ones that are playing in it for sure think it's important. Yeah. I I don't want you going out there going 100%, you know what I mean? At that point, when I got to depend on you all year – guaranteed Ronzi Contreras is on a pitch limit this year. And now I have to let him go play in the WBC. To me, the Pirates are like, they're being too loose with this. I, Ronzi Contreras would not be pitching in this if I was running the show. I'm telling you that right now. I, the, the WBC is just not important to me. I, I don't care. I'm the one paying you, even though he's. it's not like he's getting paid a ton. And maybe that would play. Maybe if these guys were on bigger contracts, it would be like, uh, I don't know. So this is where you and I differ
1: specifically with pitchers, correct?
0: Specifically with pitchers, hitters I'm not as concerned about pitchers, but young pitchers, I'm just yeah. like, dude. I I, I mean, and we're it, asking for Ronzi to get hurt.
1: I wouldn't say we're on opposite mm-hmm. ends of this because I totally see what you're saying. I get it, and I understand your concern, and I, you know, I, I, I can see that. But they, let, let they me do they before do you start. Them.
0: Before you go to this point, before you go to the pitch limits, I do mm-hmm. want to because I just said. Like we're gonna end up getting Ronzi hurt. That's not what I mean. That's not. That's not. You never plan on guys getting hurt. So I don't want that to be the sentence that I said. What I want to say is like, because of innings limits, we're going to like we're gonna lose more of him because of this. Because there's a chance that they, these, they they you're they gonna are add gonna these innings. They could and they would be rightfully if they're really doing it for his health. They could add. They should. They could take a couple innings off what they want. They, they could. They could ease him in a little bit more.
1: So that you're you're saying we want you to throw 130 innings this year. And because you're doing this, I'm gonna knock
0: it down to 120. Depending on well, it depends on what you're about to read about innings limits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, just in general, you, you know, lose about 10 innings or whatever.
0: So go ahead. But tell me, tell me why I shouldn't care. So in the first round of the
1: tournament, no pitcher is allowed to throw 60 or no pitcher is allowed to throw more than 65 pitches in the first round. In the second round they go to 80 and then the third round is 95. However, the um if you've thrown more than 30 pitches as a reliever, you have to sit out one day. If you throw more than where did that Oh there it is, it was above that part. So, if you throw 30 or more pitches, you have to sit out at least one day. If you throw 50 or more, you have to sit out at least 4 days. So they they are they are putting these Uh, these pitch limits in and saying like you you're not going to take these guys from their MLB teams and overuse them yeah and I'm sure that the competitive
0: aspect of that is that the fact that they don't want a team to have like one dude that carries them you know what I mean that they want to be a team yeah but yeah I mean that makes sense and yes that does make me I'll be I'll be honest with you man I mean I didn't know that and I didn't look it up because I just don't spend any time like I, it doesn't. It, it's so not important to me that I'm not even going to look that up. The
1: the <laughs> other one, the other one that's kind of important, and this one would follow for Underwood, Bednar, probably Rowanzi, because I think we've talked about it. he's probably going to be a relief pitcher. For, but d- for the, it, for it that depends team. on how
0: many games they play. I mean, they may need you to know, use him to start, but even then, there's he's only four, going sixty.
1: There's four games around. I I, I do believe. Oh yeah. So. Um, so he's coming in pitch, in relief. If you pitch in two consecutive days, you can't come in a third day, at all. No. So Bednar is not going to okay. close out or pitch in three straight games. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. Uh, I yeah. tried to just touch on the highlighted. Point. No, that's I'm not good. No, spend you're right. Too
1: much time on this, but but yeah, I think that's important because I, I I don't think I like the WBC. I think it's a blast. I I was actually at. Uh, I think it was. Puerto Rico versus the United States in 2006 out in Arizona. And I had a blast. I thought it was awesome. Um, I just, I I think the World Baseball Classic is what it is. I think it's cool for the sport. It's, I I don't know. It's just, it's a fun, I don't know what else to say. I mean, people, Paul Goldschmidt said it's the best baseball experience he's ever had.
0: Well, he, um, he played for the Diamondbacks for a long time, so. Touche. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm totally (laughs) kidding. Uh, No, I mean... I don't... I mean, yeah. Um, The players enjoy it. They do, and that's fine because you get to play with some different people, and and, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, especially, you know, the Latin players and stuff like that. I'm sure that's big for them. Um, uh, You know, I... And I don't mean to say this to downplay your experience in the least... Like, please don't hear me wrong here, but you went to a game... You had that experience. You're bound to think more of it than I am, right? There's just like that's an obvious thing. Like, had I gone to a game, maybe I'd be more interested in it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that was like that fell in your lap, right? You were there with your college baseball team, and you yeah. and Allianz went right, or yeah, yeah. So th- you know what I mean. Like, there's there's something there that feeds into that. Everything, especially baseball is, like, there's experience involved. You know what I'm saying? When you Mm -hmm. go to games when you're a kid, you're going to be a baseball fan longer than somebody who didn't go to games as a kid. It's different. There are people that I talk to all the time, you know, I don't really follow baseball much. You ever been to a game? No. And it's like, if you did, I wonder how it would change the way that you feel about the game. Yeah. Because baseball, I believe, live baseball is such an experience. I think if... I. I think I got less interested in football when I went to a game. I was like, I was cold the whole time. I couldn't see anything. And all these people <laughs> were yelling at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just I a kid. That. It was like, I this is, I, I never want to go to a football game again. And I, and when I watch it at home, I'm like, look at all these replays, look at all these zoom and extra, like, yeah, the experience at home for me, I was warm by the way, so yeah. much better for football. And I don't hate yeah. watching baseball at home by any stretch of the imagination, but going to a game is just different. Mm-hmm. There is something to be said about the experience. I mean, it's also nicer weather too. But anyway, yeah. just to you know, keep things moving here. That's that's just my thing. I, I don't. I, I just don't see it as something that's uh, entirely important. I think when when they took baseball out of the Olympics, this is their goal to get this thing back. You know, in a world view, fair enough. The ratings show nobody watches it, but. You know, I understand like that's not what everything is about. You know what I mean? So eventually someday, maybe it's cool. I wish they would do it in December.
1: Yeah, I, I wish they'd do it a little bit earlier. Yeah. I, I just,
0: I don't like you. I don't like the idea of of pulling guys away from their team for like a long period of time. That's, I guess that's where I land on it. However, our final thoughts. I got, no, that, Choi can be disappointed and not be a problem. Yeah. It's fine to be disappointed about things. You're allowed to be disappointed about things without causing a problem. You know what I mean? I yeah. tell that to my daughter all the time. Listen, I don't mind if you say, oh, man, when it's time to go to bed, so long as you stand up and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're upset about going to bed so long as you go to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So same thing with G-Man Choi. Uh, that's fine that you're upset. We believe we're making the right decision. And w- like you said, we write your paycheck. So I I, I think this is... uh. A lot to say about something that's not very much. Sure. Okay. Um, so that's it, man. That's all we had to talk about. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, we had a couple more signings, right? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Plowecki and Caleb Smith were the were the most recent ones that are minor league deals. So Plawecki's a catcher. Um, numbers are pretty similar to what we got from Heineman. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's going to compete for that backup spot with Heinemann. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I I think this is probably – maybe the cream soda was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> I keep muting Milk my mic here. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. Milk was <laughs> a bad choice. Um, Yeah, Powecki I mean, I mean, I can is – Go ahead.
1: I can see delay in the mix too. I just – they're all non-roster invitees. I mean
0: – Yeah, I can – Gosh, delay was so bad defensively that I, I just yeah. can't. And I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying. I, I
1: mean, they're all three probably in the. In yeah. The
0: mix. Oh, they're they're 100 in the mix. I, I think you got to look. I mean, is somebody going to give you some sort of offensive upside? Kevin Plawecki's a a former first round pick, um, which kind of makes him. It kind of uh, lines up with a lot of these things, right? You know, the pedigrees at least there, and it's a Ben Sherrington thing to go after. I a will former give you, first round pick. I will give
1: that argument to anyone under thirty.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean,
1: you're a former first round pick, but you're 31 now, and you haven't done a
0: ton. And right, you're pretty much are what you are at this point. Uh, except for the fact that like, Heineman has played a total of 82 games in the major leagues, and Kevin Plawicki has played 447. So while he hasn't like been the First round pick that you know you you hope to see from him, um, I mean he broke into the league at 24. Heineman didn't make it till 28. There, you know what I mean. Like so, there's some pieces there that still makes you think like, well, I mean, he's had a lot more experience than Heinemann.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no,
0: I'm I'm with you on that. I'm just saying the first
1: round pick theory for me is is okay.
0: over. Okay, Heineman uh, on his career. Um, a 214 hitter, um, with a home run. What, what in his very first year in in Miami in 2019 <laughs> with the juice ball, <laughs> where Kevin Plawicki has, uh, as he's a 235 hitter, 313 on base, uh, with 22 home runs on his career, um, compared to Heineman, 279 on base, by the way. I mean, that doesn't really, I mean, what means is like what's clicking right now, um, you know, Heinemann's is also a switch hitter. I, I imagine that plays somewhat. Uh, it does for me. I don't know that. I think his defense is probably a little bit better than plowecki I think plowecki's always been a bat first guy. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, whoever it is is there until Andy comes up. <laughs> and yeah. and they're a backup to Hedges. And I don't know. Um, I like the idea that there's more competition. That's what I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as far as Caleb Smith, he's another left-handed guy in that uh, it, it is in the minor leagues who's an option, and you've seen him do that. Um, they just got um, – I'm trying to think of the other lefty that they just got recently. Um, Daniel Zamora. <laughs> Rob, you ready for this? We got it. Zestrinsny. <laughs> we job. looked it up. No, Zestrinsny. I threw another N before the Z. Zestrinsny. Zestrinsny. It's a tough one. Anyway. Yeah. You heard it here. We looked it up. It's Zestrizny. So there's like four guys right now that are non-roster that are left-handed pitchers. And so that's good. We didn't have that. We have two on our 40-man, Harleen Garcia, who got the contract, you know what I mean, like an actual contract. And then we have a Rule 5 guy. So we probably know who the two are going in there unless the Rule 5 guy's so bad, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But knowing that if there's injuries, you do have someone to take that spot. If you wanted to stick with a lefty, um, so hopefully those guys stick and hopefully they do all right. Uh, you know yeah. the numbers are what they are, but if if they have to if they have to be the lefty for somebody to be on the the injured list for twenty days, I think we can deal with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, other than that, like when you look at the non roster guys, is there anybody in on the on the non roster side? that might stick out to you. And and so like, I'll start with pitching and I'll, I'll throw you a couple out here, make it easy on you. Cody Bolton's going to obviously going to be interested, interesting to watch Jared Jones, Carmen Majinski, Kyle Nicholas, Quinn Priester. Those are like the prospect type guys that are like, Oh, those are interesting. Um, anything on uh, Tyler Chatwood or even Caleb Smith or Nathan Webb or any of those guys, is there anything there for you to be like, Hey, man, you never know. I mean, other than the general, you never know. Yeah. Anything at all? I'm looking at him
1: right now, and I'm not seeing anything that's, like, sticking out, like, just on paper. So, like, I'll I, I look at things that, like, your size. I and, mean, like, Tyler Chadwood's 5'11". Not much there. Okay. <laughs> um, there's just not – there. I would not like we have any, like, big guys. Perdomo that six they brought
0: in 6'8". For 6'8", six eight two sixty five. That's a. It's big interesting boy. that you go to their size. <laughs> That's just like, so basically, no, you don't know anything about any of these guys that you're thinking. Yeah, about. I just don't okay. know anything. So okay, so then let's move on to catcher then, because there's five guys there. Then we've already talked about Pawecki and Heineman, and you brought up Jason Delay. Henry Davis is going to be there too. He's not playing in anything here. Um, I I could see a world where Carter Binns gets added, and if the rest of these guys are so bad, and Binns is playing well. I don't mm-hmm. see why you hold him back. I don't think he's in the future, future plans. So uh, to me, he's no different at this point right. than, than what you're seeing from from the rest of these guys other than age, right? So yeah. uh, for me, he's got just the same path as DeLay, Heinemann, and Ploiecki to take that backup role that might just absolutely go away later. But I don't know. I mean, not that I'm sitting here saying this is a hot take. that I think Carter Benz is going to take it. I, you know, but it's good to see that there's some competition there for that role. Somebody's going to earn a spot at the catcher position on the 40 man roster this, this spring. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, Andy and Henry are the guys we're watching, right? at The catcher spot. I mean, that is going to be all eyes on those two guys and how they do. Um, Hopefully it's a lot of fun. Hopefully it's a lot of fun. (laughs) I'd like to see them both, you know, at least show us some things. Uh, obviously like when he comes into spring, you're always torn between like, Oh, I want that guy to rake. Uh, I'd kind of be okay if he struggled, if it, if it gives him something he needs to, to do, especially a guy like Henry Davis. However, everybody's so down on Henry Davis right now that I feel like you're really just knocking him and Nick Gonzalez cause they've been injured. So I kind of want them to show up yeah. and make people start talking about him again. Tamar Johnson, we're going to see. That's going to be interesting. Malcolm Nunez is, to me, like a super interesting player because first base is a problem. The fact that Mason Martin is not on the non-roster invites, and we'll probably see him play. Yeah. We'll probably see him get into some games. You don't have to be on this list to play. So I don't know. Um, As far as those non-rosters, it's still just, for me, it's still just watching these younger guys like Mm -hmm. Nick Gonzalez, Tamar Johnson, Malcolm Nunez. Matt Gorski. I really want to see Tamar Johnson, like, just to see him play. Yeah. That dude's swing is so good. Yeah. So then, as far as breaking down the rest of the team, the guys that, you know, aren't non-rosters, and we've already said something about Andy, um, but, like, what is it you're looking for out of our out of our players? I, I mean, this is kind of a loose conversation we're having here this week, guys. Um, you know, we're not coming out. Last week was a really heavy episode, and we'll pro- we're going to talk about a couple of responses. We got to that here in a little bit. Um, in a couple minutes but we just kind of wanted to highlight a few of the guys that we're kind of watching for we're just excited for baseball to happen again yeah so what is it you're watching for um in the spring like what is it you're watching for name some of those things or one of those things that we can that we can get into
1: yeah I'd like to see chase de young continue to mm-hmm. do what he did last year uh, it seemed like he something clicked last year and he was a pretty good pitcher' uh, I'd like to see if that's stuck. If you know he can come out for the second straight year and be another good piece to that bullpen,
0: yeah. And there was a little bit of luck tied into that, but like you, because of the fact that it was still consistent over the course of the whole thing, means like maybe it's maybe it's less luck. You, luck don't last forever, you know what I mean? And right. so I think there's some of that. I think that's an interesting one too because I want to. To me, that's a big question mark because if he's mm-hmm. good, he's on the team. He doesn't have any options. And so he's going to be one of those guys. If you're Yuri De Los Santos or Dowry Moretta or one of those guys, like that kind of a guy not doing well is how you're going to get on the team. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to Indy, like no matter how good you are. Right. But to me uh, on top of that, while we stay with pitching, I'm interested to see, we got to see uh, Johan Oviedo and Luis Ortiz come up last year and pitch so well knowing that they kind of don't have a spot on this team, if you do well, they'll find a spot. That's always yeah. been the thing. I'm, I'm less sure about Luis Ortiz. Johan Oviedo, I feel like they could move into a, a long reliever type guy earlier than Ortiz. But if you do well, they'll find a spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's kind of one of those things where I'm really excited to see those two guys – and if they come out looking the way they did when they started, when they made their their appearances last year, I, I just want to see if that's because we've been talking a lot about them and we've all been putting them in our, in our rotation by year's end. You know what I'm saying? We've all been yeah. doing that. And now it's time for the talk to stop and they've got to show up and do it. And that to me is always very interesting. Uh, talk is easy, especially for me and you. We don't have to go out there and do it. Um, I'd like to see if like the changeup work that Ortiz was doing, um, is, is going to pay off. And if we're going to see that happen in spring. Yeah. So, and the last thing I have on pitching is, you know, to see who in the world Vince Velasquez is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we've said our thing and you know, the hype video and the whole thing that we all, all the buzz things that we talked about, but now it's spring training, you know, we're getting here. Let's see what, let's Mm -hmm. see what he's about. We got a couple we got him uh, we got a few more minutes here. We got like three more minutes according to my time here that I'm looking at. And so, um, you know, what's the other piece of this? Um second base, obviously. Castro Bay. I- is Marcano in that discussion immediately or does he have to put himself in that discussion?
1: I think he'd be in the discussion. I think he's I think he's more more slotted for like a utility role, backup role. I don't think
0: you'll I don't think
1: you'll see him in a starting. You're our starting second baseman.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying though. Is he in the mix though? Can he? I mean, like, of course he can <clears throat> think, earn it, but like, yeah, is he going to have to force himself in the mix, or do you feel like it's either going to be Castro or it's going to be Bay? Likely, I think he's in the mix. Okay, because you know, Bay can, Bay can move around as well. Yeah, and Castro so, can through the Castro, infield. Castro, yeah, and really, even if it's, even if it's just like, oh well, today Castro's playing second, I'm throwing Marcano and left. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah you know, that's not impossible. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, to me, that is the most interesting thing is the Bay-Castro battle at, at second. And I know a lot also, of people, also, a lot of people putting Bay in center field, I'm sorry, you play 11 games, you don't get a spot. Right. Like, I know everybody, the tools are, are like interesting, but like, no, you don't get a spot like that. That's not how right. this works. Um, And especially in a position that you've barely played. Mm-hmm. like overwhelmingly more like he's he had more innings at second base last year than he's ever had in his entire career in the outfield yeah. if you count all of his innings together so he's a second baseman who can play some outfield he's fast until that changes until that changes until his bat but it's not changed yet it hasn't changed yet for me his bat no. has to get him in that lineup and yep. then it's like where can we put you and the only way he's going to center is if Castro's bat is also really good. Yeah. Because if Castro's bat isn't, then they'll just put him bay at second. It yeah. makes the most sense. Especially when you got Brian Reynolds in center field already, you're not moving him, especially right now. You're not <laughs> right. moving him. Right. We've said enough about him. We're not moving I'm him interest, out of center. I'm right interested now. to see key. So I'm that, interested to see him swing a bat. That was where I was going to go with this after the the video. And he's put up some pictures and he's, you know, he's thick right now and he's getting yoked. He looks a little more like a third baseman. Yeah. Then, you know what I mean? And, and maybe this is it, man. Maybe this is he's coming in. He's gonna be healthy for the first time in a minute. And now <laughs> it's like, hey, if we're gonna use this as an excuse, here we go again. This is the same thing. This is the thing about the that that is the theme, I think, for Pirates of Spring Training this year. We can talk all we want about this team being improved. Key Brian is a huge part of that. Oh, yeah. He has to be, like, part of the core. And I think that is going to make a huge deal because he's playing third base. (laughs) Yeah. So show up. And, you know, I I believe he can. I think there's a lot of, of numbers out there that keep being brought up that says he's hitting the ball hard. He's just hitting it into the ground. Yeah. Could that just be a wrist thing? You know what I mean? Because that feels like that could very well be a wrist thing. So, anyway, I'm interested to see that. I'd like to see who Connor Joe is. Um, I want to see if Kanan Smith and Jigba's healthy. Um, You know, other than that, let's see if Swaggerty can kind of force their hand. Everybody's kind of writing him off. Let's see if he can do something different or if he just fades. Um, And, obviously, what did Sawinski work on? Yeah.
1: So when when we were talking about doing this episode, you told me to come up with a few players that I was interested to watch, and the number one player on my list is Kutch. I just want to watch him in a there Pirates uniform again. You know, it's going to be so great. But Travis Swaggerty he was number two. Okay. You know, I mean, he's not been. It's not that he's not been given a fair shake. He's just been hurt, and he's been giving himself a bad, yeah, a bad rap. So I want to see if they gave him a low number this year. And we did the whole numbers. Oh thing yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's gonna be what number? F- he's wearing number five. Yep. So they're they're the organization is saying, you, you, you
0: mean you have a shot, but you're gonna have to prove it, and you're gonna have to take it. That's an interesting take. Uh, that is interesting. That the organization by doing that might be telling him, like, okay. I mean, why else would you let him pick number five? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Whoa just had somebody run into the door. So, Uh, but I'm with you too. I want to see, I really want to see what
1: Swenski's worked on. I think he's got a lot of potential.
0: Yep. All right. That it is. That it is. I I kind of thought you were going to end with Kutch. That would have been cool. Um, So we'll just pretend that that's what happened.
1: Yeah. And Kutch in a pirate's uniform.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. That's a big (laughs) thing. And we've, I mean, yeah, we've talked about that enough. So let's him back. Now bring back the mustard yellow. Oh, here we go. let not. We're not doing that. We're not. We're, we're not, not getting I'm just into that. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into let's get into our draft stuff. We're just gonna run right through here. All right. Um, there's you know something going on tonight, so we're motivated to get this thing wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, I gotta cook pork chops for the uh, for the wife. So yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> um, so we got some responses to last week. Um, our good friend Vince was talking about the uh, the lineup stuff, said those numbers are wild to me, um, which we got a lot of, of that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you and Vince, Vince been friends for a long time. Yeah, he was in my wedding. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> um, so let's see here. We got Pirate Takes, another great show, guys. I think there's a difference between tanking and punting. It's a progression. In a market like Pittsburgh, you spend... To make a, a good team great, not to make a bad team okay. It's an interesting take there. And we've, you know, we kind of covered that. Good mm-hmm. drafts for both of you. And he asks, Did McClouth's return to the Pirates hurt his stock? <laughs> what do you got on that? I forgot that he came back, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> no, and I and I kind of said, like, man, I didn't even think of McClough. Because I know we all loved him, right? And oh, I, was I definitely like, thought of him. I didn't even think of him. But the thing is, is when I looked up all the numbers, his name never popped up. He never forced, like those numbers never forced mm-hmm. me to think about him. And so I think that for me, that was, that was it. Like he just wasn't on, I don't even know if he was on my long list where I was writing guys down. Eh, he's not even on my long list. No. So he just never popped up. Just never came to mind for me. So anyway, no, I don't think it was the fact that when he came back, he wasn't good. Right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, Michael from the 412 Double Play podcast. Ton of great info about lineup construction, consistency, and inconsistency, consistency. Bleh. Wouldn't <laughs> have thought it was a league-wide thing like that. And he gives us his draft. Bonds, Giles, Kutch, Bay, and Martin. Better than Kendall on defense and had solid offense for a playoff run. So... He was kind of defending his Martin thing but that's that's uh that's a good good draft there for yeah, sure yeah. uh pirate takes another great sh- oh, I already read that one that was the Nate McClouth one Eslern 15 my reaction was the same as Jake's uh, head explosion emoji um, that lessened my frustration which I, that that was kind of one of the things I was like that's kind of the where I was going with this mm-hmm Lessen your frustration. Times have changed in the late 90s. Watching the Phillies, Orioles, and Braves, which was local for him, seemed those lineups never changed outside injuries. I could almost tell you those today. And that's what we've all been thinking. And the numbers are still kind of big back then. Still like in the 90s, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just want to get to that team. It was like we ran 36 lineups out there. Like <laughs> uh, I know uh, I don't have the Yark one written down here, but he said – um, basically, it, they've been doing this for decades. <laughs> we just didn't... Like, we just didn't... It's perception, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pittsburgh Pirate Queen. The number of different lineups used across the league is really eye-opening. Game strategy has changed. If the lowest was, I believe it was 125. i going to have to pick Jake's draft this time due to Kutch, Reynolds, and Martin. <laughs> so, Jake gets the win. It's the only, like... Well no, there's one more that, that definitely gets a no, that would be a vote for, for well, me. Once we
1: once we get the the rest of this done, we'll probably put up a poll.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. I wanna see, yeah, because we'll put the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would be good. All right. Um, my favorite conversation I had this week though, and uh was with Douglas one two eight two one. Doug, <laughs> uh he's he's gonna listen. He's I'm sure he's waiting for me talk about this. Cause we had a good conversation. A uh, stellar episode. He said, great discussion on punting and lineups. Their draft was a little off though. Love him or hate him, Bonds has to be first. So then I clarified, I was like, well, we were only looking from like 1990 and on. So I think the two of us kind of, you know, thought the three years while they were his best, they were, you know, they were just three <laughs> to which he says, bonds is the answer. <laughs> three years, 10 years, one year. If you're drafting a team to win, Bonds is chosen over Kutch by anybody. Um, I love Kutch, but not enough to think he's as good as Bonds, no matter how unlikable he is. Um, We had some fun back and forth on that, because I don't know if anybody, apparently, (laughs) not anybody, um, but I said uh, that we had some fun back and forth on it, which maybe was more psychology on my part. Um, And he finished with, because I said something like, I think if I had to pick the best Barry in MLB history. I might pick Barry Zito, then Barry Bonds, just out of spite. <laughs> and he said, now we get to the root of the issue. <laughs> but anyway, he, he finished with, I'll come after you next week when you draft Van Meter. <laughs> Which brings us to this week's draft. For those of you who are just now picking up, we are drafting five players each. This week we're doing outfield, or, I'm sorry, infielders. One at each position and one extra is how we're going to do this week. Um, so just to remind you guys, last week my outfielder's draft was Barry Bonds, Andy Vance, Starling Marte, Bobby Bonilla, and Jason Kendall. Jakes, who got the first pick, was Andrew McCutcheon, Brian Reynolds, Brian Giles, Jason Bay, and Russell Martin. So you win last week, even though I'm the one with Bonds. So I don't really even know. We did say at one point in that conversation with Doug, he was like, I keep saying I wouldn't pick him first, but like I did because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was my first pick because you picked Kutch and I said, I would have picked Kutch and I still think I would have. I mean, I think we're going to disagree on that only because like, it is hard. It just depends on who you are and what you value. Like we saw the multiple years. Like he, if he had a thousand more hits than bonds after 1990 because he played more seasons. Sure. But like a thousand is hard to argue for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was just like, there was that for me. And, and You know, I can't remove emotion and bias is one of the other things. Like, I just can't. So, some of that plays in. Um, I will say uh, for this week, I spent a lot of time doing a few things this week, and looking up all of these statistics was not one of them. (laughs) So, the time that I've looked into infielders um, was a couple weeks ago. So I may not be able to back up a lot of these. And the same thing happened last week when I said Al Martin was in my list and not Jason Bay. That was a miss, and it was probably because like I didn't spend that extra 20 minutes looking at the bottom half of my draft. It was more ordering the top half of my, of my board. And so, um, yeah, Oh, we said we were going to flip, huh? Mm-hmm. We've got a coin here. We're going to flip live to see who picks first. We both have won a draft. Not coincidentally, the first person to pick has won both drafts. So we're going to flip. Are, you want heads or tails? I'll take heads. Okay. I don't even know how I'm going to do this. i just do that and then put it Catch like it. that yep. and then flip it and then see if, it, see if it'll pick it up. I'm going to flip it up here Like, see if I can get it in focus here. What is it? That is a tails. Okay. I will defer. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I'll go first then. Infielders.
1: Hey, Are we just doing this real quick? Are we just picking, or are we saying we're going to pick our first base, our second base, or third base? Or are we just picking?
0: I don't think we have to go in order. That way, like, that way you don't have to get the second of every position, right? If I pick the best, you know, say first baseman, you might go pick the best second baseman, you know what I mean, and go from there. This one to me is super difficult. Yeah. There's not a lot of like high, uh, there's not a lot of, like, big-time – we've we've had some really good pitchers. You know, Drabik won a Cy Young, Garrett Cole, A.J. Burnett, Francisco Liriano, the things that they were able to do during the playoffs. And, you know what I mean? Some of those guys um, – outfielders, obviously, Bonds, Kutch, Giles, Bay. Like, there was plenty of guys there. mm mm-hmm. Um. When I looked over the infielders, I was like, holy cow. It's a short list at every position. Yeah. And I know that like there's going to be some really weird things. There's not a clear number one pick, I don't think. Do you think there is? No. There, there might be a clear number one pick at a position. There's not a clear, like, what's my advantage of going first this week? I don't know. <laughs> it might be a, an awful pick. I really don't know. For the sake of, like, moving things along here, I guess I'm gonna kick it off by going with Neil Walker at second. I I don't even I don't know if that's a mistake. <laughs>
1: I don't think so. It's a solid pick.
0: Yeah, it's a solid pick. I just I don't, I don't know if I'm missing somebody. I don't have a huge list here.
1: Uh I'm gonna go ahead and take O'Neill Cruz shortstop. Oh. Okay. Already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want that bat to get away from me. Okay,
0: it wouldn't have. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Okay, um, (coughs) I'm a little torn here. I'm going to have to look up a couple guys here um, just because I'm I'm a little torn on a couple of these guys. So I'm going to see if I can keep this thing going while I type these two guys in.
1: Doing a great job.
0: Yeah, thanks. All right, (laughs) so... (laughs) Neil Walker, you've already, so you've already picked your, your starting shortstop. You could still jump in and take another shortstop. So it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm, you know, killing myself by not picking shortstop right now, but at least I can wait a little bit, which means I'm going to first or third. All right. This one's going to be, I'm, uh, I really should have done more homework, Jake. (laughs) I really should have. Um, it's going to be a first baseman. I'm going to pick my first baseman right now. And I'm, and I'm torn between two people. Obviously can't say who they are because of uh, obvious reasons. But just looking between two. I think I had one in mind, and I had another one. I was like, yeah, but... Uh, no, I think I'm definite. Uh, my first baseman is going to be Orlando Merced. Oh, not on my list at all. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm going to pick Orlando Merced at first base. All right, I'm going
1: to go ahead and go to... I'm going to go to third base, and I'm a little torn here. Uh Uh-huh. But just because of what I think he's going to do this year, I'm going with Key Brian Hayes. Wow.
0: You're making this really hard on me.
1: At defense, is just...
0: Key Brian Hayes. So you've gone with two guys that are on the Pirates, like, now. Our infield is going to be very good this year. You think it's that good, though? I'm not telling you it's not. I'm mean, gonna right. keep Brian Hayes because you're you're projecting forward with both of these guys. So this is a definite, like different you're you're going a different route this week's draft. If you pick Rodolfo Castro next, though, I'm stopping the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm stopping the so. podcast.
0: So I'm also torn at third base. Um a little bit of shortstop. There there's some tear there as well. And I'm I'm just kind of looking at um at a couple different guys here because I have these guys and I have them in a certain order, but when I kept when I kept thinking about it, I was like, man, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with my gut here, and I'm gonna go ahead and pick my third baseman. And I know that this is definitely Wait, another one. You're gonna get
1: you're gonna get blasted for this.
0: I'm gonna get blasted for this, and you know it. But you shouldn't but you shouldn't. You know who I'm picking.
1: I absolutely know who you're picking.
0: Pedro Alvarez had an RBI yes, in every absolutely. playoff game that they played in. He like before he got bad. He I mean he led the league in homers one year. He was there was one of the wild card games where he did not
1: record an RBI. Uh, the, like,
0: the last in the, one. the last one. So, but I was yeah. so talking yes. about that 2013 se- season that he had an RBI mm-hmm. in every one of those games, mm-hmm. and that's the year he led the league in homers and strikeouts. I'm that's not lost on me. Um, and he was only that all star that one year, but it was it was either him there's Jeff King there's Ramos Ramirez that i was thinking of too and like it just like the the number of home runs were were greater and the the fact that the, like he was Quintus like he was very important to that playoff team oh yeah very important for sure the whole season very important it wasn't until he got the yips that things started going downhill for him had we had a dh in the National League back then, I think his career looks entirely different.
1: Yeah,
0: I will agree with that. Um, this is not a strong pull, guys. <laughs> this is—I I don't feel great about that because I know what the numbers are. Like I know the average was never there. I know there was a lot of strikeouts. He had 130 home runs with the Pirates. You know, Ramirez had like 80 in the same amount of years. So I—I I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what other people come up with. I mean, don't come at me with Andy LaRoche, but I'm interested.
1: <laughs> right. So I'm going to go ahead and move into first base.
0: I think at this point, point. and I'm going to go ahead and take the switch hitting Josh Bell. Okay. So he was not one of the guys. He was on. He was number three on my list. But my two at the top were Kevin Young and Orlando Merced. And that's what I was I don't trying. Have to, either one of them on my list. Who else is on? Well, I guess you can't do that yet. I I want to know who else is on your first base list. But um, all right. So I'm at shortstop now. I have to pick shortstop and I was doing one of those things where I was going to see if you take one of them. You got O'Neill Cruz. So I'm going to go with – shoot. I'm going to go with Jay Bell. He was my
1: other shortstop.
0: Okay. So you need to pick a second baseman.
1: I need to pick a second baseman and an extra player. Yeah, you could and jump
0: ahead and pick the extra player if you wanted.
1: And I'm actually surprised you, you haven't – I'm going to go ahead and take Jay Hay at second base. I like that. I had I had Walker and Freddie Sanchez at second base.
0: You shouldn't give that up yet.
1: <laughs> You're right. You're right. I shouldn't. But I did now, so it's
0: over. But I'm gonna it?
1: I'm gonna go and take Jay J- Hay at
0: second. It's not over. We both still have a pick. Well, I already know who my extra
1: player is gonna be.
0: Okay. So So if I want Freddie Sanchez, he's my mi- if I want him, he's right. mine anyway. Right. Because he's one of the guys on my thought. He's one of the guys on my list. I had Harrison and and since you've already broke the ice on that one, I've had I had Freddie Sanchez on that list too. Um and I'm really torn between him and another player for that last spot for me. I uh, it really could go either way. I don't feel great about this draft at all. We've really uh pirates need to do better on the infield. Yeah, and I
1: think we're I think we're trending that way. Okay. I mean, obviously by my picks. I don't
0: I don't even I don't even care where I go from here. Um that's that's a good call when you're drafting a team. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm <laughs> gonna oh shoot. I'm gonna go Jack Wilson just to try to get some fan picks. Okay, okay. So my last guy
1: is my extra player is I can't deny what he did when he came in. Derek Lee. Oh okay. Derek Lee was a monster for us. I don't know, it shouldn't say monster, yeah. but he was very good for us. It was a short sample size. Yeah. So I had a back half the year, but he put up
0: some numbers. I definitely spelled that name wrong. Derek Lee you spelled wrong? Yeah, there's a Derek and- Lee, an outfielder pinch hitter who only played and only had 33 at-bats in the majors. <laughs> Two R's, not one. One R Derek Lee, not good. <laughs> I mean, he made it to the show in 1993, so good, but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so Derek Lee, last stop of his career. No. Yeah. No. Played like two more years. No, he didn't. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else then. Uh, hopefully, but. you're three three thirty seven. Yeah. With one home run in 28 games. This is the guy you're going. <laughs> a guy who hit one home run with the Pirates. And this is your extra player. You could have picked Freddie Sanchez who won a batting title. <laughs> I don't remember. That's what I was. Did you look at like his, I don't even, were you looking at his total 2011 numbers of 19 home runs? Oh, wait, no, that's, oh, I said one home run. It was seven one, home runs. one triple. I looked at the wrong column. It's a way up there. They should put it down at the bottom too. They do. Seven home runs. All right, seven home runs. I was like, I don't remember it being one home you're run. You're right, you're right. Seven home runs in 28 games, 100 of bats, 337, 398, OPS plus of 173. Boy, I got lost in the middle of that one when I read yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, you you made me like, Yeah, I got scared. I'm like, did I read it wrong? <laughs> did I read the stat sheet wrong? I feel bad that Freddie Sanchez and the batting title didn't make it. I should have probably picked him for my last one, but. I don't know, man, there's a lot I, I could
1: have yeah, and I and I could have went with him at second and
0: Jay Hay is my extra I mean, I like the pick, but, but yeah, yeah, it's good, uh, this was a really tough one for me, and I didn't do enough homework on it, so uh, go ahead and tell us how bad these are, but Doug, I did not pick Josh Van meter, he's not on my <laughs> list, um oh. if anything, he would have been on my list for catcher anyway, you know. <laughs> wow but yeah no anyway that's all I have man um to me this this kind of wraps up our draft thing because next week like we're in spring training we're there yeah and we'll try to get
1: a poll up too
0: yeah we will try to get a poll up I, I like I said uh so let me let me review one more time if you want to do the vote and then we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up uh Jake's draft this week O'Neill Cruz is short Key Brian Hayes at third Josh Bell at first Josh Harrison is second and Derek Lee filling in, and or we'll say DH. That's how we'll do it right now. Now nah, that's not fair because I I didn't pick a DH. I picked a good defensive shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> I went with Neil Walker at second, Orlando Merced at first, Pedro Alvarez at third, Jay Bell and Jack Wilson were my shortstops. So um, let us know how crazy we were for not picking Freddie Sanchez. Did you have anybody else? Who, who else was on your first base list? Adam LaRoche. Oh, okay. His numbers were really not
1: that bad. I always thought they were bad, but when I went back and looked, his numbers were not bad in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We just expected him to do more than what yeah, he Yeah,
0: and he never... Yep. So, Freddie Sanchez, uh, Jeff King, Aramis Ramirez, and Jordy Mercer on my shortstops, not knowing how far I was going to have to go. And I will say, O'Neill Cruz was my number four shortstop. But I just couldn't imagine ever getting to that. And you went straight out with... But you went, so you have to understand like when you're thinking about this and you're looking like your draft might look different, but you might look at Jake's draft and say, I like the projection going forward. And, you know, so you, you might like that from that, from Jake's draft. So anyway, um, that's our drafts. Let us know Twitter's the best way as far as I'm concerned, but let us know in any way, comment down on the YouTube if you want, who won the draft. And then we will, um, we'll try to get a poll up this week. For the whole team. Um, for the whole team, and see, you know, who got the best of that draft. It's actually going to be close. Yeah, it's actually going to be close. Boy, we shouldn't have saved infield for last. This was the <laughs> anti climatic finish. Yeah. Finish to this, which was a fun exercise. Um, it's good for debate. Uh, so let us know. You have anything else, uh, man? Pitchers and catchers this week. Here we go. It's time.
1: I got a couple days left to wear the uh, T-shirt you got me for Christmas.
0: So. That's right. What it's is it actually? Say-
1: it's not the new year until pitchers and catchers report.
0: Yeah, I mean you still wear it, but well, it's yeah, not going to mean as much, right? Wear it again next off season. Yeah. All right. Um, Super Bowl tonight. Oh, sorry. Big game. Big game.
1: The big game tonight.
0: Gosh, so stupid. Um, I don't care. Do you have a pick? I just I don't like the Chiefs, so go Eagles. Okay. I said, do you have a pick? <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> I looked at the Eagles quarterbacks that they faced. This is what I've been telling people. They have not faced a quarterback this year, like very rarely. Um, they went up against Dak Prescott, and they went up against Aaron Rodgers at different times. Both of those guys scored 30 on them. Um, I think the Eagles look like they're really good, and I think they are really good. By all means, I think they're really good, but I'm just – like some of the things that people tell me about of why they're good is on the wrong side of the ball because the truth of the matter is they've went up against two really good quarterbacks this year. And really, Aaron Rodgers, you can say what you want, but like those guys put up 30. And the rest of the quarterbacks just haven't been like great. So I'm nervous for the Eagles when it comes to, like Mahomes is right now number one until he's dethroned. So... Jalen Hurts is going to score a lot, too, though. But yeah. I, if I was picking, yeah. I'm picking the Eagles. I forget what my number I have numbers. Do you have squares? Did you do squares? I did not. Okay. I, mine are not good. I'm pretty sure Keely has one and zero. So she might win some money tonight. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks.
1: Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks!